Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Women's Healthy Living Podcast. Whoa, that's not what it's called. Women's Healthy Living Club Podcast. (laughs) Also known as the WHLC Podcast. I'm your host, Darian. Obviously, it's been a little while since I've recorded a podcast, if you couldn't tell. (laughs) Um, Oh, I'm on my way to work, per use. And I just wanted to take a second to talk about a few things including some jujitsu stories and a little bit of cycle talk um, correlating with jujitsu and the power of choice. So first things first, I'm going to start with choice because this morning I woke up and felt really tired. I've been off coffee for uh, I want to say three days, maybe three or four days, and I'm planning on staying off of it. I'm pretty, pretty diligent about that because, um, well, listen to another podcast I've made about caffeine. You'll understand why. But um, this time around, I've been having green tea with, and I brew it the night before with some. It's green tea with lemon in a package, and then I add some fresh mint to it, and it is so freaking good. Um, and I don't have a headache and I don't have the jitters. It's a really nice, like easy pick me up, um, that doesn't like totally take over my entire mentality, which is nice. So I've been having that. Um, I like it cold. So that's why I brewed the night before. Anywho, getting off subject here. So I woke up, felt like a lazy bum, literally got up, put on my robe and slippers and like laid back down because <laughs> I was so freaking tired and not yesterday, but the day before yesterday, I had a really hard jujitsu training. Um, it was really fun though. <laughs> I had such a good time. I was in a, basically a 20 minute brawl with like this D one wrestler who's also blue belt. And he just like, it was wonderful. I, I'm sure he has like 30 to 40 pounds on me, but <clears throat> he's like, knows how to roll. He's technical. He knows how to get to position. And it seemed like he was just focusing on position Um, And at first we started in situational and then our coach in the middle of situational was like, okay, whoever you're with, like slap hands and start hunting for submission. So I was like, okay, sweet. We're going for subs. Let's do this. And I was thinking like, okay, we'll have like five more minutes until someone subs each other, you know, and then we'll move on partners. Nope. No, 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 not at all. I came close to so many submissions. He came close to so many submissions. Our match lasted until the end of class. Like they didn't stop us until one of us submitted each other (laughs) it was really funny and also terrible like terrible like I was so freaking tired more tired than I've ever been in my life and I still have to like wrestle this guy so shout out to Jacob that was so much fun thank you for being a great training partner but anyway so (laughs) I came home and was like straight up dead like didn't even eat usually I eat a little something after practice but like when it's that hard I can't even eat because it's so like my body's still in sympathetic, no matter how much breathing I do. It's like, I can't, I just got to go to bed. I can't eat anything. So I've been recovering from that craziness, which was so much fun. And I still feel like I'm in a little bit of recovery right now. Um, I have, Tom and I have been getting really nerdy about our training, um, and kind of putting ourselves through a quote, quote, training camp of our own which basically means it's a way to keep us disciplined to go and um, stay in our recovery practices and all of that so we can tolerate the trainings. Um, so I've been recording my heart rate, my resting heart rate every morning and my resting blood pressure. 
just to monitor to see how things are and um, if you follow Paul Check at all or you listen to his stuff I'm one of his um, holistic lifestyle coaches and he advocates that you measure your heart rate in the morning especially if you are an athlete and you're, you should have an understanding of what your baseline resting heart rate is <clears throat> for me personally mine's anywhere from 45 to 47 so when it's any more than five points above you are in sympathetic state still and you still need to recover and it's probably not a good idea to go train now a lot of a lot of uh jiu-jitsu peeps will probably be like fuck that man grind or die which you know what do your thing like i i respect that i'm not gonna grind or die though i i don't want to die um i spend enough time like dying in class multiple times throughout class and i i want to make this a long-term thing so i don't want to grind myself into the floor so much so that I have to, you know, end up stopping or, or doing or quitting or whatever because of injury or overtraining or whatever. So, you know, it's a long road, slow and steady. So I really like this method because it's very um, dependent on your body's response to the training. So today I woke up, well, yesterday I woke up and it was like 58 or something like that, which is a lot of points above. 47, which was my resting on Monday morning. Um, and then today it was like 51. So I'm still kind of in a sympathetic state, but I have recovered quite a bit. Um, so I'm still going to go train and it's not five, it's not four points. I'm sorry, five points above. It's only four. So I'm going to, I'm going to tough it out and go today and it should be fun. Um, another story about jujitsu and regarding my menstrual phase. So two things about phases they are somewhat inevitable in women okay we're gonna have four different phases in every month and some people let those phases just like run them and whip them and take them by surprise like oh my god my period's here and I feel like so low energy but I'm just gonna push through it because I have to because ah, you know and I've learned that the body doesn't like that and neither does the mind and if I do that it just I tumble into this terrible spiral of disaster where I just am not eating well I'm not training I'm, I'm training but I'm not I'm usually sustaining more injuries um, things like that and so I've I've been experimenting with this for like the last six months or so of trying to tailor my exercise to my cycle and also my jiu-jitsu training to my cycle and I know it's it's actually kind of quite counterintuitive to the culture of jiu-jitsu because a lot of people who practice jiu-jitsu are you know and I I have nothing against this but I'm just trying a different way because why the fuck not um you know it's like every day if you're not a class every day you gotta you know you should you should feel bad <laughs> not you should but most people are like oh I'm missing class I feel bad and what if, if I'm not training, then what am I even doing? And if I'm not training, I'm not getting better. You know, there is some truth to that, but there's also some truth to like a life balance that makes you, makes you a little bit more present when you are at class. You know, you start taking classes for granted if you're going every day, if you're exhausted, if your attention is all over the place because you have no energy to attend or spend. Um, you know, so, and that's just something I found from my own personal experience. So 
I had made a little rule for myself that I wasn't going to train during my menstrual cycle, like the first three days. If I started bleeding, I'd be like, okay, rest day for three days. And that was great. But then we started this jujitsu camp and it was on the week that I started my period. So I was like, well, shit, I really wanted to like get after this camp and put in some real time and discipline and, you know, get pretty nerdy about it. And uh, here's my period. So, so what I did instead, I still went to class, um, but I was forced to learn how to regulate myself instead of just like going balls to the wall for every role, which is so much fun. Don't get me wrong. Instead of doing that, um, you know, it's kind of a time that you may be submitted a little bit more. <laughs> you may miss positions a little bit more. It's not an excuse, but you know, it's a, it's a time where our performance isn't at its peak and that's okay. You should, it's okay not to be at peak performance all the freaking time. And I know our culture is in total opposition to that. They're like, optimize forever and always optimal living. If you're not optimal, you're fucking dead. And so like, you know, we get this mixed message of like, we should be produ- producing all the time. We should be productive. We should be doing something all the time. And if we're not doing something, are we even good humans? Are we even alive? And the answer is yes, you are. And it's actually sometimes the most beneficial not to do something and to do nothing for just like a couple seconds, a couple minutes, not that much time. So it actually worked out really well because I ended up getting into a conversation with our professor during the situational roles, which actually took up about 15 minutes. And then I got in a couple more roles um, of situational and didn't leave feeling like I totally depleted myself and was exhausted, which was good because I already felt exhausted and if you're already feeling exhausted it's not usually the best idea to move deeper into that it's usually better to start a recovery practice of some sort so that you can get your energy back up so I was really grateful for that and it was funny because it was like a 15 minute conversation and then the second time I went to class the next time which I just talked to you about I ended up being in like a 20 minute death brawl which was wonderful and totally made up for the time I missed when I was on my cycle so it's it bounces itself out in the long run the other thing I wanted to talk about was choices and if you listen into my third podcast a little bit um, back from this one there's a good there's a good talk about different kinds of choices we have. We have three different choices. Go back and listen to that one. It's pretty good. I'm not going to get into that now, but with recording all the stuff that I am recording and, and tracking for this, um, self-imposed jujitsu camp, it's really making me stay accountable to my actions and to see what, what happens when I make poor choices. And so I started out, um, I've been doing this for like two weeks, I think now, of recording stuff and I started out with at like 151 pounds I was recording my diet these are the things that I'm recording if, if you're interested morning heart rate resting heart rate morning blood pressure rested um, morning weight diet and the diet I just record in a percentage like I know what's healthy and what's not healthy and I can kind of give myself a grade like I had 85% healthy food today and then I had some halo top at the end of the day so that's the 15% which isn't even that unhealthy, quote, quote, but I've been trying to get off, stay away from the dairy and sugar, and that's kind of dairy and sugar, so um, I've been recording that in percentages, and then I record my energy level in the morning and my energy level in the afternoon, like before class, 
I don't record after class because I'm usually pretty tired after class. I should be. And then um, I record my exercise. If I do any additional exercise to jujitsu, or if it's a day off of jujitsu, I record what I did. And lately, I've just been doing kettlebell circuits, which I've really been falling in love with. It's less. It's just less overall. It's like more minimal than picking up a barbell and loading all the weight, doing all the stuff. You can like really, you can really slay with a kettlebell and like. Plus, I like the high intensity um, type of kettlebell training. So like. You know, I spend no more than 10 minutes moving, but it's like constant moving. I don't stop. I don't put the kettlebell down. So it's really fun. Um, Or I'll do some like cardio in the morning with jump rope or something like that. So I'll put that in the exercise outside of jujitsu. I'll record my BJJ classes that I go to, like went to class. I'll make some notes about what we studied and then um, make a few notes about like how many rounds of situational and how many rounds of submission, hunting, hunting. or like time, like I recorded Mondays as like 15 minutes of rolling (laughs) with one person. Um, Probably closer to 20 if I'm being honest, but. And then I also record if I do any restorative practices, like yesterday I took a long fucking nap because I was so tired, could barely get through work. Um, And I started to get real, real crabby in the afternoon. I was doing okay in the morning, but then the afternoon came and I was like, ugh can't do this anymore oh my gosh I'm gonna freaking lose it so I took a nap and then I also did some restorative stretching so I record that and then I've also been recording if I have caffeine that day what kind of caffeine it is and also I record the day of my cycle that I'm on so that's a lot of recording it sounds like but I've gotten into the routine where I just check it in the morning write it all down, and then in the afternoon when I get home from work, I just jot a few notes about my diet, how I did at work, um, energy levels and all that, and then after class, after BJJ class, I'll make some notes about what we studied and all that. So it kind of is, it's not like one long sit-down session, it's like sprinkled throughout the day. And I've been enjoying it because it's really given me an objective picture of what I'm actually doing to help or harm myself, which is very important to know when you're on the path of healthy living. So speaking of that path, this morning I woke up and I really wanted, I just instinctually, habitually, I was like, I could go for Starbucks right now. I could go for a caramel macchiato and a nice like hot, buttery, fatty breakfast sandwich. That'd be wonderful. And thank goodness for my wonderful hubby who was like, dude, you were so happy. You just got on the scale. You're you're like jumping around because you were lighter and you're getting closer to your goal weight for comp. So you know, do you really want that or like is it just habit? And I was like, damn, homeboy is speaking the truth. It's just habit. Didn't really even want it. And I usually get it. And I'm like, damn, didn't even really want this. And I know that. So today, small victory, but big for me. I did not go to Starbucks. Instead, I cut up an apple and had some apple and peanut butter. Still got my little sweet fix in the morning. So it was like it worked out really well. And I just wanted to talk about choice and how a lot of times when we go to make change and we're like, I'm going to do this differently. I'm going to stop eating sugar or whatever. We have this big grandiose picture of what that looks like. And we want to be perfect and make it the perfect choice every single opportunity. But when you look at all the choices at once like that, like you have a whole day of choices, it can be super overwhelming and actually cause you to sabotage yourself when you look at it that way. But 
if you can scale your vision and your perspective down into a single moment, like the next five minutes, how can you in the next five minutes make progress towards that goal that you stated? For example, mine would be not going out to eat. I don't want to go out to eat anymore. (laughs) Um, Not because you can't find healthy food out to eat, but it's just much more satiating to cook for myself. I just feel better and it tastes better and I have a better experience. So how in that, how in the next five minutes can I or you achieve some progress towards that goal? And sometimes it's not by doing something, it's by not doing something. But a lot of times our brains don't understand don't. They don't understand not. They're like, not. All we know is is because we are is. We is. So what is not? So you have to frame it differently in your mind. And instead of saying, I'm, my goal is to not go out to eat anymore, you can change that to saying, my goal is to cook or make my own food more of the time, at least 90% of the time. So instead of thinking, oh, I, I have to lose out on something, like, oh, I can't go out because I'm doing this goal. No, it's, I choose to stay in because I like home-cooked meals. It's all about how you phrase things. It's incredible the way our minds work to trick us and delude us and keep us in habits. And it's just crazy. But all it takes is a little bit of word magic for you to get out of those traps. So this morning I thought, it's not that I don't get to go to Starbucks. It's that I get to sit at home with my kitty in a blanket and eat this apple and peanut butter and enjoy it and actually not feel sick afterwards and feel better for it and not gain a bunch of weight from all the sodium in fucking Starbucks breakfast sandwiches. So win-win. And then once you win one moment, once you win that little five to 10 minutes, you can let that carry you throughout the day just in the same way a lot of people will let five to 10 minutes of something negative happen that happened, carry them through the rest of the day like, oh, I had a bad day because this. Well, you can flip the script. And when you have a little victory, like I had a little victory this morning of overcoming this habit to go to Starbucks and treat myself because I worked hard two fucking days ago. (laughs) Um, You know, instead of doing that, I can use this as like, I overcame that habit, that craving to go to Starbucks and I can overcome it all day long because I know I've already done it and I can continue to do it. That's all I got for you guys today. I got to get to work. I'm like a little bit late. So um, thanks again for listening. If you're a return listener, you know, I love you. You know, I do. You know, I do. I really do. And if you're a new listener, I love you too. I'm really happy that you're here listening and I hope that you can gain something from my podcast, if nothing else, some humor and a little laughter because we all know laughter is the best medicine, y'all. Okay. All right. Until the next podcast, take very good care of yourself. I say good day.